All right, welcome back to another podcast episode of Let Them Know, Back and Better Than Ever. Um, actually, no, I'm not. I'm a little under the weather, but we're going to act like I'm not. <laughs> um, if you guys hear sniffling, sneezing, please disregard. I'm going to try to edit it out to the best of my ability, um, but I am a little sick at the moment. Um, so today's topic is going to be double standards. Um, I really wanted to talk about this because I feel like there's a lot of double standards between um men and women and not that it bothers me but it's like I feel like I just kind of want to get my opinion out there and I'm sure a lot of you guys can can relate if not um you should be able to comment on this episode um to just tell me what you guys think because I feel like this is something that is a very controversial topic and not a lot of people want to talk about it but I feel like this is a conversation that needs to be had so the first subtopic I want to talk about was body count body count in general just bothers me because it's like why do you care about how many people they've slept with before you you know what i mean as long as they're getting tested they're okay they don't they're not carrying anything that could harm you in the long run why does it matter and in the event that it does you can't go bash somebody because of their past or what happened before you that has nothing to do with you so for you to sit here and tell them that oh you shouldn't be having that much sex no because if you think about it, if, what's the difference between telling somebody, I had 15 bodies and I had sex 15 times with one person? Like, I understand it decreases the risk of you getting an STD, getting pregnant, whatever the case is. But it's like, if you only had sex with 15 different people one time, what is the difference between that and having sex with one person 15 times? Like, really think about that. And if I'm wrong, please correct me. Because, like, in my mind, it makes sense. It makes sense because it's like, if you only had sex with that person one time, you're having sex the same amount of times. It's just with different people. Like, think of how many times you've had sex with multiple people and equate that to having sex with one person for that many times. Does it, have, does it hold the same weight? Because if, in my mind, you're not counting how many people you're, like how many times you're having sex with one person. Most people don't. But, nor here or there, your body count is literally just a number. It's just a number. In the event that that, that number is too high for you to feel like you are comfortable with having sex with that person, then don't have sex with that person. Let it go. Because in the end of the, at the end of the day, like, it's not affecting them. It's like, I'm clean. I'm good to go. Like, if you don't want to have sex with me, that's fine. If I am not your cup of tea, that is fine. But I feel like people have allowed themselves to just create so many opinions about people. It's like, okay, like, I don't care. Like, what you have to say holds no weight. Simply because I'm not the one having sex with you. If someone came up to me and said, I have 28 bodies. Okay. Are you clean? When's the last time you got tested? These are questions I would be asking rather than how many people they slept with. In the event that I'm, I want to sleep with that person and I'm unsure of how often they get tested, wrap it up. Or just don't have sex with that person at all. If I'm uncomfortable with having someone 
if I'm uncomfortable with having sex with someone who has 25 plus bodies, then I just wouldn't do it. But I'm not about to sit here and be like, oh my God, you're a hoe, you're a thought, you're a slut, whatever, whatever, to this gentleman that told me he has 28 bodies and like trusted me with that. It's like, I didn't need to say that. Maybe he cares about his body count, maybe he doesn't. That has nothing to do with me. If I'm not sleeping with him, those 28 bodies have nothing to do with me. I don't care. Y'all have to realize that, like, at the end of the day, this shit does not matter. It doesn't. We are in a simulation. Outside of that, though, because I'm getting off topic, um, the next topic I wanted to refer to was emotions. Men specifically, because I feel like you guys do not have the space and you guys are not granted the opportunity to be emotional because you're stuck being the providers, the protectors, the breadwinners, whatever the case is. And you, don't, you aren't allowed that space to be vulnerable. And it sucks and it does because growing up, you lack the emotional intelligence, you lack the emotional intelligence and the emotional availability to be available to women later on down the line, right? And this can really impact your relationships or just friendships in general because if you aren't understanding in a way that you're seeing it from a woman's standpoint, it's like you're never going to get what she's saying at all. And I've talked to a lot of men or just friends that I have that are just not there yet. They're not, they didn't even know what emotional intelligence or emotional availability was for a while. And as they started dating, they they started to figure out what that was when they started communicating with their partner, which is great. Communication is effective in a relationship, but sometimes it can be too late. And... Nowadays, if you're an emotional man, you're called a simp or you're called a baby or whatever the case is. You don't hold the same weight as a man who doesn't cry. I don't believe that. You guys are just as entitled to your emotions as women are. You are. Like, I don't get it. It's like, for example, my dad, like he only has like two emotions, calm and anger. There's there's like no in between. So growing up, I knew that he lacked that emotional intelligence and in the, the emotional availability to understand where I was coming from in certain situations. Like, there's a lot of things that I can't talk to my dad about or I feel like, I feel as though I can't speak to him about because he's not going to get it. So I have to turn to my mom. Just a little bit softer, a little bit kinder, a little bit, under, a little bit more understanding in that sense. But because he lacks that, those characteristics, those traits that I need as a woman, it's like I can't talk to him about that without feeling like he's going to say something that's going to hurt my feelings. And the minute that happens, it's like, okay, um, now I have to pick and choose what I want to say to you because then I have to like figure out and calculate what you're going to say next to me. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to live my life like that. So, you know, I asked my dad, I was like, I've only seen you cry once. And he was like, I try not to. My dad goes through things that I can't see. He has these emotions by himself because at the end of the day, he's like, I want to be that strong man for my daughter because without that, she doesn't have it. Without me, she doesn't have it. And I now growing up, I understand that because when I was younger, it was just like, he's always angry about little stuff, but that's how he shows he cares. He doesn't, he didn't have that soft side. His mom was like that. He didn't have that soft nurturing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, 
I'm basically telling any men that are listening listening to this podcast that you are just as entitled to your emotions as women are. You are able to cry, scream, shout, yell, be upset. You are entitled to all of those emotions. And if you don't know that now, which you should, you should know that. If you don't know that now, I'm telling you now. In the event that you cry in front of a woman or you're upset about something in front of a woman and she clowns you, I need you to kick her out of your life immediately because that woman has no regard for your feelings. Like there's at no point in time should someone be laughing in your face as you're crying. None. That goes for both genders. Like unless that is their cope, like they're like they have a bad coping mechanism. They don't know how to handle things. That's like their thing that they do whenever some they're uncomfortable or they're nervous. That's one thing. But I'm saying like to have a man genuinely break down in front of you and have a woman laugh in his face. That's weird. That is so weird. And if you've done that, you're wrong. I'm going to leave that topic there. Um, the next one is chores or just things to do around the house. So if you and your partner go to work, majority of the day, you come home, you have kids, animals, pets, whatever. There should not be only one person taking care of the kids because it took two of you to make it, right? In the event that you have two parents in the household, there should not only be one parent taking care of that child. There should be shifts, there should be turns, whatever the case may be. However, y'all make it work. But at no point should there only be one person taking care of that child, taking care of that child unless the parent, one parent is a stay-at-home parent. Like full-time. Like they don't have a job outside of that. And then going back to my same scenario, if both parents work, at no point in time should there only be one person cleaning this entire house. Not one. Because it it's like you both live there, you both work, you both have a child that you need to take care of. Why can't you both clean the house? Or why can't you both cook? Why both why can't you both clean? Why can't you both do laundry? One person does the laundry, one person's fold. Like go 50-50. Somebody's doing the dishes, somebody's drying the dishes. If you have a dishwasher, that's even better. If somebody's taking out the trash, somebody's putting a new trash bag in it. I view any partnership that I'm in as 50-50. To the best of my ability. If I can't go 50-50, I'm going to make up where I can. But to sit here and allow my partner to do everything while I sit back on my ass and watch TV does not fly with me. Some people like that. Some people want to cater to their husband or their wife or whatever the case may be. And that's how their relationship operates. But I'm saying for the people who believe that that is how life is supposed to operate. Please seek help. Like. Your partner is not your parent. Your caregiver, if you will. They are not supposed to be taking care of you without you taking care of yourself. There, there should be no reason that one person is coming home and they're cooking, they're cleaning, they're doing the dishes, they're cleaning the house, they're taking out the trash, they're taking care of the child. 
there's no reason. Both partners are equally as capable to do both of those things. There's no reason. Furthermore, back to the breadwinner of the family. So most men are the breadwinners in the family. Most. Most of the time, nine times out of ten. In the event, though, that it is a woman, it's um, it's like a, a stake to the man's like manlyhood, and I don't get it. Like, I understand that you want to be the person who is providing for your wife or your partner. I'm going to stick to partner. Um, you want to be the person that is providing for your partner, and that's understandable. But in the same breath, if she is bringing home more money than you, that does not make you less of a man telling you that right now if she brings home more money than you that does not make you less of a man i'm gonna let that sink in because i feel like a lot of the times your masculinity is threatened when a woman can do something or make more money than you if she can do something better than you or she can make more money than you most times nine times out of ten a man's masculinity is threatened in no way, shape, or form should it be, though. Like, props to your partner because it's like, you're doing things that I can't right now. But in the event that I can do it, I'm going to. There's nothing wrong with bringing home income, but it's not as much as your partner. There's nothing wrong with that. And until people start viewing it as such, they're going to continue to be insecure in the relationship, think that, you know... Um, that person's going to leave you because you don't make as much income, da-da-da-da-da. No, not everybody's like that. In my case, as long as you're bringing home some sort of income, I don't really care what job you have. I don't care how much you make. As long as you are contributing, if we are going half and half on these bills or if we're going 70-30 and I'm paying more because I make more, that's logical. I would not have you go 50-50 knowing that your 50 is like your whole check. That doesn't make sense. At the end of the day, if I have money left over, so should you. I might have to put a little, a little bit more towards the bills than you, but that's fine. You're making up for what you don't have. So with all of that being said, take these double standards and stop applying them to your life. If you want to go have sex with somebody, go have sex with somebody. If they want to know their body, if they want to know your body count, they're asking a question that they don't really want the answer to. You don't pro- you probably don't need to sleep with them nine times out of ten. If you're a man and you feel like you lack the emotional availability and intelligence, go learn about it. Go figure that out. If you're in a relationship with a partner right now and you're constantly the only one doing all the work, bring that to their attention so they can do better. In the event that they don't want to do better, you don't need to be with them. If you are a man and you're making less than your significant other, there's nothing wrong with that. Do what you can when you get a chance. As long as that person is supporting you in your endeavors, there's nothing that you can't do as a power couple. There's nothing you can't do. So with that, I'll leave it there. Thank you guys so much again for listening to another episode. I hope you guys come back on Monday for the next one. Um, 
other than that, you know, stay safe. Try not to get sick. Stay out of the snow if you don't have to be in it. And be safe.